Welcome to Dentist Puns and Money. I am your host, Sean Terrell. In this episode, we will dive into what is being called the Secure Act 2.0, which was passed by Congress at the end of December 2022. These new laws will have an impact on the amount of taxes that you're going to pay in retirement. Now, if you are bored to tears when the topic is taxes or just anything technical in general, might not be the podcast for you, but before you start searching your podcast library for something else to listen to, hear me out. I'm going to try to make this as relevant as possible by narrowing this podcast down to the top 10 things about the Secure Act 2.0 that are most relevant to a dentist who will soon leave clinical or who has already left clinical. So instead of reading the entire 4,000 page document, uh, you can learn the 10 big takeaways likely most relevant to you in the next 15 or 20 minutes. Sound like a plan? Okay, so as a reminder before we get started, our company, Dentist Exit Planning, helps dentists with things like taxes, with things like personal financial planning as dentist transitions from clinical, specifically how to reduce that massive lifetime tax bill and then also how to replace your clinical and your owner income by figuring out how to best live off your assets. If you are interested in financial guidance on your exit from clinical, you can schedule an initial consultation with us using our website, which is DentistExit.com. Again, to schedule an initial consultation, visit DentistExit.com. All right, before we dive into the top 10 things to know about the SECURE Act 2.0, let's start with a little background. First of all, this act is massive. It's more than 4,000 pages. So as I said, we're just going to focus on the parts and the pieces that are or that could be relevant to a dentist who is near or already in retirement. In addition, this legislation supplements what was referred to originally as the SECURE Act, which was passed in December of 2019. SECURE, if you're interested, it's an acronym. It stands for Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement. Probably some legislator somewhere thought that was really catchy and clever, whatever, that's what it's called. But the original SECURE Act did have some substantial changes to the retirement planning landscape. So this new legislation stacks on top of that original legislation from three years ago, which is why it's being informally referred to as the SECURE Act 2.0. Another caveat, Secure 2.0 is probably most notable for what is not included in the bill, more than I think what is in the bill. Uh, we'll discuss a few of the items that had been floated as potentially being included in this new legislation that were ultimately left on the cutting room floor and not included. We'll hit what was left out at the end of the podcast, so stick around for that. But all in all, when looking at these changes through the lens or through the eyes of a dentist that is near or already in retirement, that did a pretty good job of saving for retirement using investable assets, then it might have some moderate or high account balances because they've done a good job throughout their career and they deferred a good chunk of taxes while they were working because they were in a high tax bracket. Again, in general, these changes seem to be more positive than negative. Again, in general, more positive than negative for someone who has done a good job saving for retirement. All right, let's get into the weeds. The top 10 things to know about Secure Act 2.0. Number one, the RMD age has been increased and your new RMD age depends on how old you are now. Just to be clear, RMD is an abbreviation for required minimum distributions. So 
for any retirement accounts that you have that are tax deferred or pre-tax money, the government requires that you eventually start taking money out of those accounts by a certain age. And the age that you have to do that when it's required is changing, it's increasing. So if during your practice years, you deferred money into a 401k or a profit sharing plan, there's a good chance that you also deferred or delayed paying taxes on that money each year that you contributed to those accounts. The government just will not let you extend that tax IOU forever. So they have a provision in place that requires you to begin taking a certain amount of money out of each tax deferred account by a certain age. Previously, you had to begin taking RMDs in the year that you turn 72 years old. And now it's increasing to age 73 if you were born between 1951 and 1959. And if you were born between 1960 or later, or after 1960, basically, the new RMD age is now age 75. So we've talked in other podcasts about how to be intentional when taking money out of tax-deferred accounts using strategies like Roth conversions, which help you pay the least amount of total taxes over your lifetime. But in general, this increase in the RMD age just means you have a little bit more flexibility in building your plan for taxes in retirement. Number two, the number two takeaway from the Secure Act 2.0, which was just passed, the penalty for failing to take an RMD has been decreased. So as an example, at age 73, for someone that had a million dollars in a tax-deferred account like an IRA or a pre-tax 401k, that person currently would be required at age 73 to make a distribution, an RMD of roughly $40,000 per year. And just so you know, that number would increase every year from there, but not going to dive deep for our purposes here today. But uh, previously, if that was the situation for you and you were unaware or you forgot to take that $40,000 distribution, the penalty that you had to pay the IRS was 50% of whatever the RMD was supposed to be. So if it was supposed to be $40,000, it would be a $20,000 penalty to the IRS for failing to take that distribution. So pretty steep. The penalty now has been reduced to only, I'm using finger quotes when I say only, 25%. So uh, only 10 grand using the previous example. But Another provision that's also been added to that penalty part of the RMD legislation is that if you do miss an RMD, just you forget about it or something slips through the cracks and you correct it in a timely manner and take the RMD out of the account, the penalty then drops to only 10%. So not great to pay $4,000 in penalties on a $40,000 distribution that was missed, but still much better than $20,000. And Again, the language that they use in the new legislation is in a timely manner that's intentionally vague, like a lot of things with the IRS. Uh, my takeaway is if it is an honest mistake and it's caught and corrected within a year, I think you'd have a pretty good chance to get that penalty knocked down. Again, great reminder, you need to have a plan and a strategy for taking RMDs well before you get to the age that you need to take them. Big takeaway number three. There are no longer RMDs for Roth accounts held inside an employer-qualified plan. So this would include Roth 401ks, Roth 403bs, Roth 457s. Uh, the latter two probably wouldn't apply to a dentist unless you worked for a government agency somehow or you have a spouse that works for a nonprofit or a government agency. 
But previously, it was required that a minimum distribution be taken from a Roth account inside an employer plan each and every year after age 72. And that was confusing because for Roth IRAs held outside of an employer plan, there have not been and still are no required minimum distributions. One thing to note on this one, this provision does not go in effect until 2024. So if you or your spouse are 72 or older and you have money in a Roth account inside of a 401k plan or an employer plan still, it appears you will still have to take a distribution for 2023, but will not have to take one for 2024. Takeaway number four, and this one might apply to a lot of dentists, and that's that catch-up contributions inside of an employer-sponsored plan like a 401k or like a profit-sharing plan will be required to be Roth contributions or post-tax contributions for those with earned wages above a certain threshold and that threshold is currently $145,000 a year. So quick background, in 2023, all employees can contribute up to $22,500 per year into an employer-sponsored plan if their employer has a plan. Employees that are 50 years or older can make additional contributions beyond that $22,500. Those are called catch-up contributions. And currently, the annual catch-up limit inside of an employer-sponsored plan is an additional $7,500 per year. So uh, someone that had an employee-sponsored plan could make a total of $30,000 in contributions as an employee inside that plan. However, under SECURE Act 2.0, if you make contributions inside that plan, catch-up contributions, and you have W-2 wages in excess of that threshold, again, it's currently $145,000 a year, then those catch-up contributions, those catch-up contributions only, that $7,500, must be made into a Roth or a post-tax account within the employer plan. So effectively, there will be tax due in the current year on those catch-up contributions. So if you're a dentist and you have a W-2 salary in excess of $145,000 a year in 2023, and you max out your catch-up contributions, that $7,500 would be included in your taxable income for the year. Number five, the catch-up contribution limit for IRAs will increase in 2024 and each year thereafter. So not to be confused with the catch-up contribution for employer-sponsored plans like we just talked about, but people that are 50 and older can also make additional catch-up contributions to their traditional IRA or their Roth IRA. And that catch-up limit on top of whatever the basic annual limit is for everyone, the catch-up limit has been $1,000 flat since, I believe, 2006. So for 2023, the contribution limit, just on a basic level for everyone, to an IRA or a Roth IRA is $6,500 for that year per person. So it would be $7,500 per person, again, in 2023 for anyone that's older than age 50. But the catch-up limit will increase to $1,200 per year in 2024, and that catch-up limit is scheduled to index and increase by an additional $100 per year for each year thereafter. So the catch-up will be $1,300 in 2025. It sounds like I'm saying catch-up, like catch-up and mustard, but I'm not the catch-up limit. So uh, if you're like a lot of dentists that I know that are executing contributions to backdoor Roth IRAs on an annual basis, 
just make sure that you're taking advantage of the full amount, especially if you're older than age 50. Item number six, starting in 2024, funds that are in 529 plans can be transferred to a Roth IRA account, but there are several strings attached in doing that. So one of the downsides of 529 plans, 529 accounts, is that the tax benefits of having one are eliminated if for whatever reason those funds inside the account are not used for educational purposes. So this provision seemingly provides a workaround for that to leverage unused 529 plan funds for something else while not getting hit with taxes and penalties. Again, there are strings attached to doing this. For our purposes today, we're not going to get deep into the weeds into all those different strings that are attached or all the things that you have to jump through to make sure you do this right. Just know that if you have a 529 for your kids and it doesn't look like you're going to use it all up, it might be worth exploring your eligibility to transfer funds in a 529 into a Roth IRA account. And again, not in 2023, you can start doing that in 2024. Number seven of my top 10 takeaways from the SECURE Act 2.0, there is more flexibility on the deadline for starting a solo 401k plan. So I know a lot of dentists that have left clinical well before the quote unquote traditional retirement age, but they haven't retired and just started playing shuffleboard. They're still doing something else, still working. Then maybe they've started a side business as a consultant or doing something else. And for those dentists, one really good way to keep deferring income and keep saving for later is by leveraging a solo 401k plan for that new business that they've started. Now, there are strings attached to a 401k plan, a solo 401k plan. Not going to get into the weeds on that today either. Maybe a different podcast for a different day. But the deadline, the filing deadline to start a solo 401k plan has now been extended to the tax filing deadline for that said tax year. So if you start a side hustle at the beginning of 2023 and you wanna defer some or a lot of that income that you've made from that new business into a solo 401k plan, now you have until the tax filing deadline of roughly April 15th, 2024 to start that plan and defer that income. Previously, the deadline to declare or start a solo 1k plan a solo 401k plan was by the end of the calendar year. So one thing to note here, though, that unlike SEP IRAs, which I know some dentists use as well, the deadline to extend that and start that 401k plan, it is not the tax extension deadline. It is currently around April 15th for each year. So the last three takeaways are focused on what's not in Secure 2.0. And as I said at the beginning, I think this is generally good news for dentists based on what I would call their, in general, financial planning profiles. So takeaway number eight, Secure 2.0 does not eliminate backdoor Roth IRAs or mega backdoor Roth IRA contributions. Most of the dentists that I work with are leveraging backdoor Roths. And there was speculation that the loophole, if you want to call it that, that's been around for the last decade or so, might be closed with this new legislation with Secure 2.0. But that's not the case. So good news there. Item number nine, there is nothing limiting who can continue to make Roth IRA conversions. As I've talked about in past podcasts, I'm a big fan of establishing a Roth IRA conversion strategy for the first several years. 
of post-clinical life that's given the current tax environment and based on what we now know today about the sunset of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act at the end of 2025. Nothing in Secure 2.0 changes that, meaning Roth conversions remain a viable strategy for dentists in their late 50s, 60s, whose tax rate is likely going to be higher in the future than it is in the current year. And that brings us to our final takeaway. Item number 10 is that there are no non-age-based required minimum distributions from retirement accounts as part of Secure 2.0. There had been some speculation at various points in the last several years that required uh, minimum distributions might be instituted for those that had IRA accounts that were beyond a certain threshold or beyond a certain balance. Uh, so in other words, the speculation was that if you'd done a really good job saving for retirement, you could be forced to distribute some of that money earlier than those who hadn't done a good job saving for retirement or in other words, beyond, or excuse me, before age 73. Not sure how much of that was hearsay and fear-mongering, at least some of it probably. Uh, but the takeaway is that nothing in the new legislation will force you to distribute money before age 73, no matter your account size. That is a good reminder, though, that the government and the IRS control the rules of the game as it relates to taxes, and they can change those rules at any time. So hopefully this information helps you understand the rules of the game a little bit better so you can legally play the tax game to the best of your ability. In closing, if you have been following along to the podcast or my social media in the last six months, uh, then you may have noticed that I've had an increased focus on taxes here recently among all the other various financial planning topics that I discuss. And that's because almost every, if not every, investment decision and financial planning decision has a tax implication associated with it, or it will have an effect on the amount of taxes you pay in total over the rest of your lifetime. So taxes are now and will continue to be a huge part of my planning work with dentists moving forward. And that means they will be a frequent topic on the podcast in the years to come. I mentioned that as a backdrop because as I've gone deeper and deeper into understanding taxes in the last year or so in an effort to take information in, distill it down and communicate it to you, my audience and my clients, I'm just blown away continually by how complicated the tax code is in the United States of America. Like seriously, could it be any more complicated? For every tax consideration, it just seems like there's an if, but then maybe probably flow chart attached to it. I'm grandstanding a little bit, but the laws and the rules and the regulations, they're just constantly changing new proposals all the time. And sometimes, or a lot of the time, all these proposals and changes are just a way for politicians to grab headlines and attention. So my takeaway from all of that is make sure you have good help. Make sure the financial planner and the CPA that you're working with are on top of their tax game. And with that, uh, we'll wrap it up for this episode. Hope you found the top 10 Secure Act 2.0 takeaways helpful. And uh, we hope to talk to you again very soon. Take care. Thanks for listening and following along. Are you a dentist nearing your retirement from clinical or have you already hung up your handpiece? Would you like to learn more about ways to reduce your taxes and generate income from your assets in retirement? our affiliated firm, Dentist Exit Planning, might be able to help you with those two things. Schedule an initial consultation with us on our website, 
Our web address is dentistexit.com. There's no obligation for your initial consultation. Again, schedule that initial consultation at dentistexit.com. As for our disclosure, Dentist Exit Planning and Terrell Advisors is a registered investment advisor. The information presented should not be interpreted or construed as investment, legal, tax, financial planning, or wealth management advice. It does not substitute for personalized investment or financial planning from Dentist Exit Planning or Terrell Advisors. This podcast conveys the views and opinions of Sean Terrell and his guests, and the information herein should not be considered a solicitation to engage in a particular investment or financial planning strategy. Information presented is for educational purposes only, and past performance is not indicative of future results.